Hello, this is the Potters Podcast Transfer Special. Because yeah. they're all going to be transfer specials now because there's no football for a couple of weeks. Shall we get a yellow suit like Jim We need a tie. Yeah. I need a tie. And then I'll put the picture up on, on the profile, me wearing a tie. But well, first... He's in a tie once, I think. Yeah, I don't wear ties. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a fan, fan of suits. I've got to be next too big. I, can't, I just can't find a shirt. I know, we will get you a double XL hat. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was with that shirt, it was that big, it was like a tent everywhere else, but fit snug around my neck. But anyway, people don't want to know that. First player in this week, Morgan Fox, left-back Welsh international. Yeah, got, got a left-back. Back. I just love it on the Sentinel. The first line was... He can play left back. Uh, what? <laughs> well, he's Tony Scholes listened. He now yeah. knows that there's. Took him 18 months. Took him longer than that. <laughs> it's been a long time. We need a left back when Peters was there. But yeah, first one in over the line. Yeah, it's 28. 26. Yeah, 26. 26 or 27 years. Yeah. Should be getting him at his peak, really. He's played quite a few games as well for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, he's played a long time as well before at Charlton Athletic. Yeah. So he's got pedigree. He knows. He knows the division. He knows the what he's got to do. Basically, we've been needing a left back for a while, um, and he's come through the door. Free transfer. It's on a three-year contract, so it's only going to be good. I mean, he's he started off at Ipswich as a young player, then went to Charlton, played over a hundred times to Charlton Athletic, scoring one goal. Had a short stint at Notts County where he played seven games and scored a goal there before making his name at Charlton. And then, of course, he's gone to Sheffield where he's played nearly 100 games for them, three goals, and now come to Stoke. He's played for the under-21s for Wales. Um, so, yeah, I can't judge. Let's be honest, we don't know anything about him. We we just All we know is he's Welsh and he plays left-back. That's, That's as far what, as we know. That's really. shut me up now for next season. That's what I mean. So if Indy, you're not going to say that now. When we do player profiles, not player profiles, sorry, player ratings, you're not going to go, well, he's not a left-back. <laughs> he's in, he's done. He's That's... not a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he's done, he's signed. That's his first one in. What do you reckon to the deal? Yeah, it's what we need. And it's someone who knows the division, somebody who's, like you say, got the pedigree at this, at this level. I think we're going to have a lot of players coming through the door now who we can't pass a lot of judgment on until until we see them play. Yeah, yeah because they are the quite day, they are we, quite underwhelming, aren't they? Well, I think because for a large portion of the last ten years, you're signing players you've seen at Premier League level, at bigger clubs, at this, that, and the other. You, you've watched them on the telly. You, these players, you're not sort of going to pick them out of an hat at times. It, I, I just think we've got to trust in what O'Neill's doing. And, and see where we go from there. Um, there obviously, there'll be some players that will come through the door that other players have noticed, maybe when they played against Stoke. Um, but as far as left-backs go, they're not the sort of most desirable players you watch from oppositions when they come down Stoke, are they? Well, the only memory I've got of him is when he came down Stoke and scored that goal. Okay. He scored against us for Sheffield Wednesday. That's one of the three goals. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can't put past any judgment. It is a bit underwhelming. You know, it's not, obviously, Alfonso Alves or Jamal Lewis, but let's be honest, they aren't going to come. So, <laughs> we have to be more realistic. Um, there's not a lot of good words being said on online no. because I think there's a lot of people who are still stuck in the Premier League days. I think, they, I think they've got still got that mentality and got yeah. to now slowly start waking up and realising now that we're in financial fair play and we've got to get what we can get. Yeah. And we've got to get good bargains that can improve yeah, the side. I think there'll be a lot of other clubs who are at Stokes level who maybe bring players in who you, you're not 100% sure on and you've just got to trust in the, their own manager to say because of this financial fair play You've got to look at, we don't know the finances of what we can spend, what we can't spend, where we've got to balance the, the, the books and stuff. And I just think, at the same time, I want us to have a squad that's no prima donnas, they're hungry, they want to play for Stoke, they want to play for the manager for a start as well. We're getting rid of these players that have been causing issues and maybe he's a good character as well. We well, don't know this, do we? That's so. the problem, the reason why we can't spend big money and get decent or better players as we expect is because we've got too many players round the neck that we still can't shift for another couple of seasons yet mm. like I said and I've said it a few times now that if we finish ninth next season and really improve and don't look like a side that's going to get battered and these new signings come in and do improve things 
that's when when the financial fair play comes and then these players on big money go we then can maybe look at going right let's bring him in for five mil let's bring him yeah, in for let's seven spend mil. A bit of money. let's spend a bit of money and improve this team i do properly. think this season's still a transitional period as well and i think the fans need to realize that as well i i, I do genuinely believe we'll have a much better season but i don't i think people sitting there saying oh we might do this that and the other I think I'd still be quite happy with just being having a team we can be proud of who are going to go out every week and work hard for us and and not have let's face it at times last season at the start of the season you, you couldn't have been less proud of really could you there was yeah, no yeah. effort no there was commitment. no effort no commitment so the, um, pro- the problem is it's because of those players we paid big money for I mean we're talking to players like Tom and so we players that haven't really shown yeah but you've got to look at the last six months, okay, we've had a few bumps in the road here and there, but there's been a lot of performances where we've been massively proud of the team. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. West Brom away, where we just fought to the very end to yeah. get that result. And Obviously, we, the Brentford and Nottingham Forest ones who I'm yeah. incredibly proud of, and it's a great way to end the season. It's got us all happy. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we're moving into the right directions. So now we'll go into the rumours, because, as I say, there's only one that's been signed. First, I think we'll go for the strikers. We've been linked to Stephen Fletcher, who's been released by Sheffield Wednesday. We've been linked to Arnand Ganan Dulit from Blackpool. It's a good effort, though. It's, I've got a I'm not going for it. It's a good effort. <laughs> oh, what's his name? <laughs> Who's the other one? There's another one, isn't there? Who's that other one? Oh, ah, Keith Amewin yeah. from Wigan. And one more, you're missing, which is a strange rumour for me. Oh, I'll add a bio. That there's no way to that one. <laughs> to be honest, that one's he's retiring. To be honest, yeah, he should have retired five years. I mean, I put I put a, I put the question up because it was just like a, a little bit of a link because he's just left Olympia in the Paraguayan league, uh, not done well. I think he's played like four games without a goal and it hasn't ended well there. But you can kind of understand why Stoke might take that gamble on him. I, I could see that they might take that gamble and think, one last crack, can he do it? But for me, no. no. Just no. <laughs> no. I mean, he went top. So was that a no? He, he, he went top and didn't see for six months, a few years ago, and he was absolutely dying. Yeah, his career since... Since um, Man City has not been yeah. up there, I, mean, at I all. think his last appearance at Stoke was getting sent off uh, in the FA Cup. I think he's one of them players that had great ability young, but never really matured into that top player everyone thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Bad attitude as well. It's another. I don't. I don't think it's the right direction for what we're looking at. We're looking at trying to bring in players with the right mentality, the right attitude. He's going completely backwards for me. Yeah, I, I think that was just a, a silly rumour anyway. see him all the time though, don't they? Someone comes available, every man and his dog's looking for buying. And I just think, it, to, to me, that's two steps forward, four back. Because the thing is, with the Morgan sign, obviously we don't know what the character is, but you can tell with the sort of players that come in that they, they're going to come in and work hard and they graft and the sort of players that O'Neill's looking well, for well you can look at Morgan Fox because we've already, we've already discussed Morgan Fox but he's, he's played regular since he's come through so he must have the right attitude he's, to play. Straight in, he's obviously a player that doesn't have a lot of quality but what he does have is hard work and determination and, and that's one James McLean player of the year we're going to discuss later on as well because yeah. I, I think that's daylight robbery but um, yeah so now we're moving to 33 year old Stephen Fletcher well, I read originally that he didn't want to come to Stoke, he wanted to go Celtic, but then that's broken down on tra- on contract talks and now he looks more destined for come Stoke. Well, Stoke apparently put an offer in, which he wasn't really keen on because apparently he does want to play up in Scotland. There was links to Rangers and Celtic. I think he's more towards the Celtic side because of his links with Iberian, but we, we don't really know at this point. And to be fair to Stephen Fletcher... He's not a player that had jumped through the window to sign, like a lot of people have said. But he has got a good record, especially mm. in the Championship. He has got, especially for Sheffield Wednesday, I think he scored 12 goals last season for them in the Championship. That's why he's been licked up. So, for a free transfer, you have to look at it. Is it worth a gamble for two seasons? But the problem is, is he going to be another Sam Vokes? 
And the trouble is, if you put them two up front together, he's going to be blistering pace, isn't he? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing I'm worried about. But Michael O'Neill has come out this week and said he is trying to fit somebody alongside Benny Kafobi. So really, yeah. Benny has literally come back to become poster boy by looks of it under Michael well, O'Neill. Yeah. It's a strange one, really, because since the talk of a phobie coming in and playing, I've not really thought about the striker position overly that much. Because obviously, Vokes has improved massively towards the end of the season. And then obviously, you've got Tarius as well. So, like you said in, a couple of weeks ago, do we need a great deal? I don't know. Well, this is the thing I'm thinking about. I've asked online this, that, and the other that I've got a feeling two are going to come in. I've got a feeling on two strikers are going to leave. So that opens the door to who's going to leave. Well, we've already heard this week that Ince is likely to leave for good. Yeah, he's, he said he's available on loan or transfers. Transfer. He's been told. And I think Gregory might be the other one. Well, Gregory's a winger. Gregory's a winger. Ince is a winger, isn't he? But Greg, yeah. Greg, Gregory said he wants to stay. I mean, I, I can't I can't knock Gregory because his performances since he's come in. back in. Yeah. have been absolutely fantastic so I can't really sit here and go I wouldn't I'd like to see Gregory go but, but it all depends on who comes in what you've got to think about Gregory is he's not been a starter of late he's been coming off the bench yeah he's played over 40 odd against Armstrong yeah early doors though once it's a lot of it. well he knows the season isn't he That's, he's played a lot of football 40 games yeah 40 odd games Gregory's played is that including substitute well, appearances yeah it's including yeah. substitute appearances yeah what I'm saying though is, is when a phobia comes in it, then I think his numbers are going to be limited. Well, I, I don't think he... Because he apparently wants to play two up front, okay. which he started to link at towards the end of the season where we were seeing Campbell with Vokes. Uh, I've got a sticky feeling Sam Vokes might be going mm. on a season-long loan. I've got a sticky feeling on it. Well, I mean, I've not been his biggest fan for the last six months, uh, maybe more. I mean, but I have to admit he hasn't done bad towards the end. He's, he's. I don't think he does enough. That that's my problem. I think he's too slow. He's too. He's too laboured in his way of playing. And I think he's, he's too old fashioned for the modern game. Like he doesn't. He has blistering movement now and again, but it's not for ninety minutes, and that's the problem. What worries me is is we've gone back to it a couple of times as when we went derby. I mean, he was being knocked off the ball every single time the ball come over, and some of the lads are off his size. Well, this is what I, I can see what he's trying to do. He wants to play two up top, and he wants to put somebody who's got a good record in front of goal, but also good at knocking the ball around, mm-hmm. like Kyle Lafferty did for Northern Ireland. Yeah, he used to knock the ball around, and the quicker lads around him used to pick the ball yeah, up and move it around. Yeah, and but he scored the goals as well. So. Luckily, we haven't been linked to Carl, Carl Lafferty. Everybody, everybody <laughs> calm down. We don't have to call that. <laughs> watch, watch next week now, Carl Lafferty sign. But like, going back to Stephen Fletcher, I don't know. I, I, I just feel... Because I've got a feeling he's coming. Yeah. I've got a feeling he's coming, Stephen Fletcher. Mm. Because I think Celtic and Rangers have only offered him a one-year deal and Stoke have offered him two. And he might think, well, that's two years of guaranteed money. Yeah. So I think there's a chance we're probably going to get Stephen Fletcher. But then I, I don't understand where or what he'd play. That's my only issue. But saying that, he does play in a similar role with Chef Wednesday where he play Fletcher up front and Forestieri off him. Yeah. But, the, but then this leaves, where's Campbell in this? I think Campbell's more the guaranteed starter. I think Campbell's more guaranteed benchman or loaned out. Mm. But then again, towards the end of the season, Campbell's been playing a bit further on the right, hasn't he? And not playing at all. Yeah, but then that sort of leaves Ince with the, well, I'm never going to get him. Well, the thing he, is he could Valindon, be, yeah. He got Valindon for comeback, who can play either left or right. Or middle. Or middle. Or left and back. Goal. <laughs> <laughs> or ref. <laughs> the thing is that I, I think there's a chance Campbell will become more of a right winger next season. Yeah. And then you're probably going to have either... Because it's obvious... Michael O'Neill's got a lot of hope for Bedikophobia. A lot a lot of more hope than me. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not a fan of it. I suppose you've got to look at it as if you've got McLean on one side and then you've got Campbell on the other side, and let's face it, they know they're both quick and they're running at the back four and you've got a phobia in the middle who isn't mega slow himself, is a lot quicker than Vokes. They could cause big problems next season. Well the thing is with Fletcher, which is why I do like him and I w I won't 
be eighteen if he signs or like it is underwhelming, and it is the wrong, he's the wrong age is what's what yeah. what annoys me, because he could have one good season and the year after when you're expecting something from him his legs go yeah that's the problem when you're getting players of that age, but he is a, a hell, he's a nightmare for defenders yeah. Fletcher because yeah. he's he's quick ish but he's, he's strong he was quick he, he moves well. Yeah. And he knows where the net is, let's be honest. If he gets yeah. off a chance, he'll bury it. But I said this about Sam Vokes. Yeah. And he failed. Let's yeah. be honest. Vokes, as a, as a whole, has failed. It's not somebody who we're jumping through, through for coming through the door, let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. But if he signs, he signs. We'll go more into that after. Now, the other one, basically a leak, a leak came up from a man outside the ground who obviously went by a shirt. And he videoed two... It looked like two players walking into the... Betfred six five stadium. Yeah. Now it looks like to me that this is this Armand. I'm not going to say second name again. From who used to play for Blackpool, but he's been released because he doesn't want to stay there. Yeah. Now his goal record for Blackpool is absolutely fantastic. No question about it. Scored something like thirty odd goals in the last two seasons for Blackpool. Yeah. But before that, not too great. No. Not too great at all. What? It's, it's not a lot of goals. He <laughs> seems to have struggled. The only thing I can look back to is, is, is he a, a late bloomer? Yeah. And I can see it on a free transfer, why not? He's got links with Sam Lucas when he was at Chesterfield. He was, he was actually come out and said he was a decent player. Yeah. Um, and he's got good links with Jordan Thompson, who, who found his head for a lot of them goals he scored for Blackpool. Yeah. So there is links with Stoke now players that have to this striker, but it's it's one of them again where you look at it, you go, is he away for one or two year deal just to see how he goes on, mm. because he's he's apparently he's been a bit of a problem player before Blackpool, he's been a bit of a problem for them to get him signed a new contract and he's decided against it and yeah. kind of left them dry. He looks a good player from what I've seen of him yeah. in a Blackpool shirt and. For a free transfer, is he worth that punt? He's twenty-eight years of age, so he's a, he's a lot younger than Fletcher. Yeah, could he be that? Could he be a better gamble than Fletcher at twenty-eight? Because you could still get two decent years out of him. Well, to be honest, if this player walking into the ground is him, but it does, it looks just like him. To be honest, I leaked that first as well. I I I knew who it was. So there you go, Ian from Scholar Green. That's yeah, that's just what I'd yeah, see if he's. <laughs> I I've got a feeling he'll be the number two through. I don't think that Kiefer Moore's going to happen, but I think Fletcher in this. I'm not going to try to say second name Arnand. Could be the new Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know because the problem is, is there's a lot of punching in the dark here because I don't know these players. I I can't judge them. No. It's like Morgan Fox. I can't judge them. I don't know them. I don't. Know You're only players. judging them off what they've done previously and, and, and like you say if it's not reading well you always think well what's gone on for them years before he could just be a late bloomer he could yeah. he could just have fell out with managers and clubs vice versa he could be just like that but it doesn't look good when you read it but then his Blackpool career does look he looks amazing he's like he yeah, a goal, uh, goal in the game if it was 20 say 24 25 and it was like bad record scored a load of goals you could have gone or maybe he just couldn't get in the side for a bit. He was in and out. He was on loan. You think players' careers can flash by in an instant, and then all of a sudden they get a decent run. They settle somewhere and they do all right. But at twenty-eight, it's a gamble, isn't it? Well, it's a gamble. It's definitely a gamble, without question of doubt. But it, it, this is his first big move. Yeah. Because of course he's French. He broke through in the French teams. Didn't really do much there. Then ended up at Chesterfield. Ended up being loaned out for three seasons, pretty much. Yeah. And then he's ended up at Blackpool, where he's started bagging the goals. Every club he's been at, they've, they've seen the potential in him, but it just hasn't come out. So there's there's a chance this could be a really good signing for Stoke. Yeah. But there's also the opportunity it couldn't be. So I think this is where the club's got to be clever when it comes down to his contract. Low wage contract with a two year deal with a view of another deal if he has a good first season yeah. maybe extending that to another two years or do you not think though it's the same problem like with Fletcher where we, we're getting strikers in on the pretense that we keep him for a few years and then we're going to have to get rid of them well the thing is with this Arnon because he's only 28 
you could get five, six seasons out yeah. of it. Whereas Fletcher, you're lucky if you're going to get two. And he knows where we are in five, five seasons. Yeah, yeah do. He's, he's untested at this division. So, But he's, he's got a lot of goals in League One. He's scored a hell of a lot of goals for Blackpool. So he obviously knows where the goal is. So, yeah. But for me, when we've got players like Afobi, we've got players like Campbell, I think he's worth the gamble. To be honest, after, after yeah. a free transfer, he's not going to be on massive wages. He's definitely going to have to move somebody out there, you know, out of that lot. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some to. coming out. There's going to be a few coming in. I mean, we'll move on to him now. Keith with from Wigan. Yeah. Um, Newport County striker got a good record. Moved on to Wigan and scored ten goals since he's moved in January. It's not a bad return since January. It's not. It's not a bad return at all. It's, I only think we were off for three months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just. He's, you know, Danny Bath's just behind him. Yeah. So. To be honest, I, I, again, I don't mind him. Yeah, he, He's around the same age. I think he's 28, 29 as well. He's getting towards the, the back end of his career. But to be fair, he's still in peak. He's not like Stephen Fletcher where he's towards the end of his peak. He's in his peak. Yeah. He could be a player that comes in, hits the ground running and is that goal scorer we need. Because that's what we need now. We need goal scorers. Now, yeah. if he feels that Benicophobia can do it, which we haven't seen before, even though he has been a golden boot winner. Yeah. But he needs the problem is with Benicophobia. He needs a, he only plays a certain way. Back to the defender, run and get through on goal and score. Yeah. Now if we can get the men that can knock that ball over and get him running. Yeah. That's for me all we need. If Powell can supply, well Powell's going to be very important next season. Mm. But it also depends on the other players. Yeah. So I mean we'll go into the midfield now. So we've been linked, and it looks like deal done with Paddy McNair from yeah. Middlesbrough. A one point five or one point six million pound deal from yeah. from there holding midfield in Northern Ireland can't, first choice. Can't get in the middles below, can he? No, he's in and out. Yeah. But he's always been in and out. Really, he was in and out at Sunderland. Sunderland couldn't really afford his wages when he didn't get promoted. Who are we going to drop though? That's the question. Well, it's game of Jordan Cousins, isn't it? Yeah. He's been playing well, to be fair, recently. Yeah. It, but this is a good situation we're in now, where he's trying to get options in the yeah. right areas, like. You look at left back. We've got Morgan Fox, we've got Josh Tymon who performed brilliantly against Forest. Yeah. We could possibly go right. Could be next to us left back. Martin Zindy still hasn't gone anywhere, so we've got an option there as a third, maybe left back if we don't trust Tymon enough yet. Yeah, because of his performances other than not at Forest. <laughs> but then you're also looking at Paddy McNair as as a player that has done really well under Michael O'Neill for the Northern Irish side and I think he might get the better out of him that, that other clubs haven't well, seen Well he knows yet. the way that O'Neill wants to play already doesn't he? So yeah. he could drop straight in and already know what he has to do because that's how he'll, they'll play exactly the same with him won't they? So. Yeah. I do rate Matt Paddy McNair but I just don't think he's he's had that run yet to prove how good he is. The thing is obviously it... I mean, it was a strange one because, I mean, have we been linked with John Obi Macau as well? Well, rumours are that he's the other player who came in with Arnand. How old is he? Well, John Obi Macau's 33 now. Okay, so he's a one season man. But I mean, you look at Paddy McNair, he's, he's 25. He's got time on his he's side. He's got time on his side. Yeah, he's, he's a part of the Man United Academy, played yeah. 24 times in the midfield for them. Went on to Sunderland and in two seasons only played 25 times, but did score five goals, yeah. which is not too bad for an holding midfielder. And then he's now had two seasons, technically, at Middlesbrough, where he's hit six. Yeah. Got 34 appearances for Northern Ireland with three goals. It's quite obvious that... He's got a good pedigree. So it's obvious that Michael O'Neill rates him. Yeah. It's clear that he rates him. And when we go into the, yeah, the other rumour, which is... John Owen McCall. I mean, Tony Pulis has come out and said he's the reason why Middlesbrough in the position they are this season, last season, sorry, because they're missing him in the midfield. John Owen John Owen McCall, yeah, he was in Middlesbrough. Was he? Yeah, when Pulis was there, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was, he was there. Yeah, he was there player of the year, wasn't he? And then he went to Trabzon Sport, who were top of the league for most of that. He played yeah. alongside Ndai. Yeah. And um, basically, he left around Covid because he, he, he just didn't want to play in Turkey and wanted to go in with his family, yeah. which they didn't agree with, and so he decided to cut his own contract. And he, since then, they've ended up finishing fifth. <laughs> so he was doing well for him. So he was doing well for him. The thing is with Johnny McCall, we know he's 
got incredible pedigree. Yeah. Champions League winner with Chelsea. Chelsea. Been there a long time, played a lot of football with them. Yeah. Um, like I say, did well with Pulis at Middlesbrough, so he knows this level as well. 33, but he's a player that's a peak conditioned athlete, been at the highest level, knows it. He could be a good signing. Mm. Free transfer. Wages might be a problem. Yeah. But when you're 33 and there's a chance he's been at Middlesbrough then he's already had that big cut of wages once before hasn't he now he's on big money at Middlesbrough was he yeah he was their highest paid player at Middlesbrough (laughs) but he was their best player so he comes into the category doesn't he really he still must have took a little job oh he would have had a job yeah he would have been on 100 grand a week at Chelsea he's taken a big drop yeah Yeah. but I think he went abroad didn't he I'm saying he's been palm shillings and that sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) he hasn't been on 50 quid a week has he let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) he's been on good money so I think wages might be the scuppy of that deal if he did come on yeah but it's like again would you argue with a midfielder Paddy McNair and Johnny McCall is that a look at maybe the way Joe Allen's fitness has been this season because he's been in and out of the side with injuries hasn't he well he said to Michael O'Neill that he wanted solid players in, in the position so if someone's injured or can't play he's got cover yeah. so I think to be honest if we do sign Obi McCall he'll be in his old midfielder McNair will be back up like he's pretty much been his old career Yeah. back up to John Obi McCall the thing is, he um, won't have the legs probably to play 46 games a season. You're not back up so early when you think some weeks we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You won't yeah. play Saturday, you play Tuesday. It, it, it's not like you're missing a, a mega amount of games. You've got to add the League Cup into that, then the FA Cup, yeah. and everything else. But I think that means Caitlin's. If them, both of them do sign, that does mean Caitlin's for Jordan Cousins. He'll probably be on the transfer list. Mm. Yeah. But he was a free transfer. Yeah. And this is where, at this level, where when financial fair play is destroying it free transfers are ideal because you can get rid of them quite easily yeah yeah. <laughs> that's the thing yeah so so it's like we could probably loan him out because I think he's only, he only signed a three year deal Jordan Cousins anyway so yeah. we could probably loan him out and then he's on his final year and we just say well we're just going to let it's up to you what you do you want to loan or do you want, do you want move to somewhere get your career back on track yeah Um, it, it could be that kind of system I mean we've also been linked to a few players, um, Chris Brunt's been linked again in that central midfield yeah. area. Um, good David, experience as well. David Marshall, I've been today as well. Yeah, yeah. David Marshall, Wigan, co- yeah. coming in as backup. He was a bit cocky though in his interview because he, he actually said, he says, uh, I am interested in going back to the Championship because I have played most of my career at the top end of the team. <laughs> and I thought, wow, because you're not going fit through the door. <laughs> To be fair, Chris, but if you look at Dave Marshall's career, it has been up and down. Yeah. But you remember, he broke into the Celtic side when he was a teenager, when Boric got that injury. He yeah. broke in as number one, and actually kept Boric out the side, and Boric then went to Southampton. So, yeah. he has got pedigree, and he has been a good player, and he's still the Scotland number one, technically. So, you can kind of understand that he's got a big head. He's towards the end of his career, but I think this means Curtin's with Jack Butland. If he does, I think he's going to be the replacement for Jack Butland when he goes. Because like I said earlier on in other podcasts, the move to West Ham is moving ever nearer and it looks more inevitable by the week now. Yeah, I think it is though. Um, do we need to keep it? Well, I don't think... Personally, I think Dave Marshall will be coming in as a number two, possibly number one if, if Davies doesn't. Do you think Davis will get the number one shirt? I think Davis will... Well, he won't be number one because he can't get the number one shirt now because they've released the kits. So, oh. so, well, he can, but he'd have to be number one if Jack goes. If he signed next week, he'd be number 29 yeah. or something. But I, I think it's good competition because there's no point in us putting Adam Davis in and having young Berzik as number two because he he's probably needs another loan. Give yeah. him Ackerton again, just give him another year. Because yeah. he, he eventually will be the next number one at Stoke because he, yeah. he seems like the best young goalkeeper that, that's around at the moment so I think Dave Marshall is a good kind of replacement for Butland if he does go to West Ham because the yeah. links have been coming out it's been two links in a week uh, Stoke have apparently said they're going to loosen on the £20 million deal so they're apparently talking between 10 and £15 million. at this point I think that's a great deal yeah 
Yeah, because I think he, he needs it for himself. You can tell. He's, he's, he's a good goalkeeper and he shouldn't be where he is. No, the career's, his career's just come to a standstill, really. Yeah, because he, he stayed loyal because he thought Stoke would bounce straight back up. We yeah. haven't. And it's affecting his head. Because you've got to imagine, if you're a player in your peak and you're playing the Championship when you were nearly the England number one, yeah, he was that close. He was, he, well, he was, he was number one until he got that injury. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Pickford come out of nowhere and, and now Nick Pope's come out of nowhere yeah. and, and now Dean Henderson's come out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's the only way he's going to get force one of them out of the way. It's going to play going back to the Premier League yeah. and proving himself at West Ham. And I have to admit, I, I, I don't see me being what's it about him going because he has been loyal. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's proved, he's proved his loyalty by staying yeah. with us for two years in the yeah, championship. Yeah, so fair play to him. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of fans of him at the moment because of his recent form. He has, he has, he hasn't been the best goalkeeper the last two years, yeah. but he is better than what he is better than the performances he's been putting in. He's yeah. a good goalkeeper, Jack. Yeah. Than this. He needs to move for get his career back on track. He, he needs to move for the good of him and it's for the good of us. Because if we get fifteen million pound, that we can use, we can do a lot with that. Yeah. So instead of getting, I don't know. A John Obi Rical, we could maybe get a Betty holding midfield who's younger, yeah. who's, who's more ready for the fight. We can get a seven, eight seasons out of it, yeah. good enough. So I think that's a good one. I mean, we've, we've got to talk about the whole winger, um, Wilkes, who can also play as a striker. It's got a bit quiet, that one, hasn't it? It's supposed to be a £1.8 million pound deal. He does, he does tend to play on the right side for Hull, but because of their problems and selling all their best players, He's kind of got up front and he has scored 12 goals. But that's not too bad when most of that time he's been playing on the right hand side. Yeah. And we obviously quite know now that Tom Ince isn't required. So, so he could play either. So he, he could be a player that can come in and play on the right hand side. Yeah. If he doesn't feel that Campbell's just a right sided player. It just gives you options up top and on the right, doesn't it? If you've got a player who can play two positions and play them both quite well, yeah. it's handy for us, really. Well, to be honest, I think Michael O'Neill, with the way we're looking at strikers and stuff like that, I think he's trying to do a Sheffield United, where you've got six players, get when they score goals, keep them in, when they stop, bring another one in. Because yeah. that's how Sheffield United do it, they have like six, seven strikers, and, and as soon as one stops scoring, a different one goes in. I knew in. I shouldn't have missed on that Tuesday game, <laughs> not been in for six months. <laughs> been in for two months, been loaned down. And that's, I think, a, a good way of doing things, I think it's a more modern way, because I mean, Wilder's done great things at Sheffield United greatly missed out on Europe because we've still got that act over them because they've never played in Europe we have so it's a nice little thing um, this Wilkes again I'd be shooting in the dark if I was yeah. going to talk about him I don't really know much about him other than like say we know he plays on the right well, he can play on the right left or up front Yeah. so it's another one that don't know not really that fancy watching all <laughs> <laughs> no links to defenders though other than the one side, yeah. I'm surprised that we haven't been linked to a defender, a centre back. It's all gone quiet on James Chester. Yeah, he was no longer at the club. I can't see it. Bats looks like being number one really, centre half. Well, Harry Suter is back because they were on training the other day. The video came up, which was very focused on Baker Fobie. Yeah, there was a lot of quick. In the long looks at Benigafovi. Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The thing is, I think a lot's happened in this last week, and I was I, I was sort of surprised because normally we've sat here before and gone, not much's happening with Stoke. What's going on? But then all of a sudden, we've had links. We've signed somebody. He's not messing about now. So maybe he might hear a, a defender. Well, we haven't seen anything for a while, have we? I mean, oh, well, we just need to mention another player that was linked. Uh, Bradwell Bomber's superstar. Yeah, who's that? I don't know where Bradwell... It's Bradwell, that's Stoke, isn't Stoke, it? Stoke, yeah, Bradwell, yeah. What's, what's his name? I don't know, but he apparently scored 98 goals in one season, so Stoke should be looking at him. Bradwell Bomber's... It's got a, a Sunday League side. Yeah, it's going to be a little bottom. It's going to be like bottom. an under 12 size. So, Bradwell I'm sure we played him when we were kids. He scored a lot of goals. He scored 98 goals in two seasons. <laughs> Get him in. Where's he, where's he now, though? Well, Bradwell Bomb. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played quite a few games. I mean, 
We've also had a bit of a cheeky link at uh, the crew midfielder, Wintle. Uh, Wintle, been linked to him. Now that would be a good signing. He's well, a young midfielder. He's been touted the new Nick Powell. This is the thing now, because obviously they capped the wages at League One and League Two. So it's two and a half million at League One and one and a half million at League Two. So there's going to be big players who... have got to be... Yeah, but the, the thing is, the press have sort of reported it as every big player's going to leave. Well, they aren't, because the FA have already said that anybody who's on a contract can honour that contract until it runs out. Mm. So to me, the wage cap won't really take any effect only on players they bring in and then in, in sort of two, three years' time. But it also means they can't bring players in if their budget's already at that 2.5. Yeah, but so they, can't, they can't sanction any fines for the ones that are over on the wage bill or at this point. So basically they've got... Yeah, but they just, you can just lie, can't they? Say all those players are on five-year contract. Mm, but they can check all that, can't they, through the uh, HM revenue? Well, they can, but... Well, you can't, you can't, it's not like Jeff, I, went, I, I bought my ground or sold it to myself. How <laughs> <laughs> did you think you were going to get away with that? <laughs> well, he didn't sell it to himself, did he? he, he the, the, the ground was owned by his business and then he sold it from his business to himself. Yeah. Which is a bit it's silly. A bit dodgy. But it took, it took him two years to pick it up. Well, yeah. Lads in the trade who tell me what they've got for their tax return, I think, how have you managed that? You're thinking, you must be claiming for absolutely every little thing you can. But <laughs> you're just asking to get audited, aren't you? Well, you've got to think to yourself, what a great song we've got if we can, if we do sign the Bradwell Bomber. Yeah. He scores here, there, everywhere. Bradwell Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone with Bradwell Bomber on the back of the station. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be the maddest signing ever. I, I wouldn't mind that, that crew lad. I wouldn't um, mind him. He's, he's, uh, he's a young lad as well. He's he's been really impressive. From what I gather, um, he's got a lot of plaudits. Because um, we 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 did get a small link to Nathan uh, Smith from Vale as well, the young centre back. That'd be a big ass one. He's signed a new contract now, and, and I don't know why. Because as soon as he saw that new <laughs> Robbie Williams <laughs> kit, he probably went, "Oh God, can I go Stoke?" <laughs> I'd just, I'd just purposely be injured on the days we've got where the own kit, just so I didn't wear it. The away kit's the exact same though, but yeah. yellow and black, it's horrendous. But the videos are comedy gold, if you haven't seen the videos, go on the Potters and have a look and a laugh. Good it genius. is just comedy gold. Yeah. It is comedy gold. But going back to it, so we'll, we'll talk about the players that are leaving. Obviously Jack Butland's been linked to a move to West Ham, but that's really it. Yeah. in rumours there's been no rumours of any of our players going you've got to remember Etebo's back and Dye's back Bauer's back Vimmer's back has Vimmer actually turned up? Yeah, no he, he's been told to stay away Yeah, he hasn't got much hope of playing going anywhere yeah, he, he's, they're going to try loan him out I mean I think he's got two more he's got another year then you probably can't go right go on get yourself off see there's been no real mention of Bauer as he spoke to him as he no, he's, he's been told not not come Has back. Has he been told? Yeah, because yeah. if you look at the training video, he would have been there if, yeah. you, if you had any in, inkling of yeah. playing him. Etebo wasn't there and Dai wasn't there. Yeah, The others weren't there, the other players that have been sent out on loan. So, well, apart from the young lads that we want to have, Michael only wants to have a look at, like Suter and Beers, you can come back. Yeah. So, to be honest, there's a lot of players and still on the books, to be honest. We've still got Just... probably... 30, 40 players. How much longer are we going to sit here and talk about these these players still? Give me a year now. This is Premier League for, this is Premier League for you. Yeah. This is what happens when you drop out of the Premier League. League. You, you can't shift them. No. I mean, because of financial fair play. If it, Like I've said before on the podcast before, it was the 90s, we just say, sell them off and draw, draw, draw. Yeah. just get whatever money you can get yeah. for them, which we probably could have done. I mean, if it was the 90s and we tried to sell them die, we would have gone, yeah, seven million, yeah, just get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. But because of financial fair play, it's classed as a loss. Yeah, the, the, when they did this financial fair play, they've not thought it through for me because it's just, it's causing more issues than, than any good. Yeah. Because it's all well and good sitting there saying, well, it stops us. Well, the, the amount of finances running through these big clubs with TV deals and everything else, mm. they can afford to, they, how they balance it out they yeah. get away with it so clubs like Wolves have been hit by financial fair play yeah. they're competing yeah. so they're being punished for trying to compete with the top teams yeah. in England yeah. 
So it's like, well, where'd you go? What yeah. can you actually do? Yeah. But then obviously when you get down to smaller budgets and smaller income and smaller everything to League One and League Two, it's causing problems for them because they can't go, do you know what? We're going to splash out on that striker and spend two million on him or whatever. And it's, it's worse. Should have just left it the way it was because it's crippling clubs now. And the, the thing is, it just seems like nobody's even mentioned it. It just keeps going on and... How many times do you keep seeing clubs getting sanctioned for things now? Normally, you hear one, you think, have you heard about such a team good sign? No, it's every week. Yeah. Derby this yeah. week. Well, I hate Derby, so... I no, but what I'm saying is, it just seems one after another. Derby, Wigan are in trouble. Barry are in trouble earlier this year. Yeah. It, it just seems to be one thing after another. Do they not see the damage that it's causing yeah. from the be- right from the beginning? Well, what they were supposed to have been brought in for was to stop clubs going into debt, but there's more clubs going into debt now since five times player than yeah. any other time. Because now Wolves will be punished in some way, which will probably be a car by players, which would probably cripple them for two years, and then they're they, they, they knackered. And the, and the worst thing is, they've probably got four or five top, top assets as well that a lot of got, teams are interested in players, Raul Jimenez has had a lot of links this well he week. looks like he's getting United yeah so and they've already lost I think they lost 236 million when Thomas Cook went bump because they had shares in Thomas Cook which won throughout the finances either at the time I know it's a separate entity but it doesn't matter it still still affects the, the well yeah it's a loss of a million it's a loss yeah. of a multi-million pound company yeah I mean you know, putting it back into Stokes level, it's like coaches, Peter Coates and John Coates have come out that they want to invest in good players, but they can't because yeah. financial fair play is crippling them. Yeah. And it's all down to four or five money-hungry players that would rather go out and loan for four years than come and put a good shift in for the club they actually play for. Yeah, because the, the thing is, you can't you can't beg somebody to buy them. If they, they don't get the offers in, we don't get the offers well, it's, in. it's not the offers. They've got to match how much we paid. Yeah. And, and no one's gonna, I mean, who's going to pay? Five million pounds. That's that. what I'm saying. They would just work off in the first place. Yeah. If there's a club who sees Atterbo and go, well, we do like him. He's, he's a decent player. They go, well, we ain't paying that for him. Don't bother phoning. Yeah. Don't bother phoning because well, there'll be offers. Apparently, there has been an offer of eight million pound for Atterbo mm-hmm. uh, back in January, but he won't leave the wages because no. the problem is in England they expect bigger money because yeah. the agents expect more money, so they come in in big money, but then they aren't good enough for the money they're earning. So no one else in Europe will pay him unless yeah. it's a big club. Yeah. So it's like Getafe have got him on loan. Getafe in the last two years have been in the Europa League, scraping into that. But they still can't afford what Stoke can pay in the Championship. No. So it still shows you that it's, the thing is, just can't I, get anywhere. This I don't know if this is just me or maybe it's the way foreign mentality is, I don't know. But for me personally, I wouldn't want to keep uprooting my family all the time. When when you've already moved them to a different country, and they've got settled in a different country, I'd be like, right, I can't go anywhere. Well, yeah. normally they don't though, do they? Where normally when they go out on loan, just they go out on loan. I know, but why would you not spend a lot of time away from your family? What I'm saying is, is you nobody know because of financial fair play, you ain't going anywhere. Instead of going out on loan, why don't you just knuckle down, work hard for that club, and then maybe you will get your deal. You don't get nothing for nothing. Because the, well, it's because there, there was big bridges of burned. You know, Kevin Miller could come back in now and go, Michael, I like you. I think I think I could work for you and get my career back on track with Stoke and that. You just tell him get out the door. You've got, he's got, you've got no interest in him. But Etebo had that chance last year, didn't well, he? Well, had that chance. He thought, both of them thought they were too big for the club. Yeah. Michael O'Neill's come out and said it. He, he thought they, 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 they strolled round the round the training ground as if they've got me playing every week because yeah. they're, they're Peter Etabo and Badu and Danny. Yeah. The fact is their attitude stinks. Yeah. And since they've gone out the door, at first we're like, oh God, it's going to cost us the league, staying in the league. But since they've gone, we've look at the improvement. Yeah. We've gone yeah. from being, you know, a team that's bottom of the league to a team that now looks like a side that can maybe even scrape into the playoffs next season. Well, you've got a side now that you can be proud of because you've got a bit of fight as well. That's the thing. Well, like, you expect lose games in this division. Because players like Etebo and Adai haven't got that fight in them. No, no. Because they just they think it's like Turkey where you, you can just play with a bit of quality and win the game. Because yeah. there there's only four decent teams. The rest of them are pretty average. Yeah. So you put half a shift in, you get a good performance. Yeah. But in England, you can't do Especially the Championship, you have to be on it 40-odd yeah, really. games a season. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, you've got to look at certain performances under O'Neill where, on paper, we probably should have got battered. And they never say die attitude in certain games where we've been clearing it off the line and heading balls off the line and been under the cosh and we've had no possession of the ball. That's putting a shift in for the club and for the shirt. Yeah. And the thing is, before that, we didn't have that. Because the reality is, and Danny Higginbottom said it last, I think it was either last week or the week before, in the playoff game between Cardiff and Fulham, I think, in the semi final, oh. Danny Higginbottom did the commentary. And he said, when he joined Stoke, the one thing he realised straight away was, Stoke's a working class town. Yeah. And all the fans wanted to do is work hard. I've, got, always... off, I've got off tagging it, Danny Higginbottom, though, because all he does is go and sky and slag Stoke off. But he didn't on this one. He, he actually said, it's a working class town, and it is. You look at the, if you look at any players... We are a working class you know, town. You look at anybody last 10 years who maybe wasn't the greatest footballer for Stoke, but was a big working... Well, it's like, for me, if you ask me who was a better player, is Ian Shaqiri or Jermaine Pennant? When Jermaine Pennant played them two years at Stoke, forget his third year, when he, when he fell off the wagon again. Yeah. Those two years, he was superior to Shaqiri in every way. Oh, yeah, massively. He was incredible, running well, down that wing, swinging Jonathan balls Walters. in. Jonathan Walters. Is Jonathan Walters the best ability well, seen Let's put it down, no. Hesse was supposed to be the most quality player we'd signed. Great on the ball, great turning. He scored great one touch. goal. Yeah. And um, would you rather have Walters or yeah? I'd say. Walters could have a bad game, but you could still clap him off the pitch because he'd give you 110 or yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd chase every ball. Chase, he won't yeah, lose every ball. Even we're losing 7 1, wherever he yeah. was to Man City, he's still running up and down still the pitch. Still 60 yards and, 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 and he hit the post. Yeah, so <laughs> someone had to go. After that, that's what I mean. I mean, that's. Everton as well, up and yeah. down that wing all day. That was the thing with, with Arnie for a couple of years as well. He'd come in and I'd seen him lose the ball and he'd run 60 yards, win it back and run back again. And for a foreign player to come in and do that, that's why the fans loved him. Yeah. The thing is... I'll tell you when West Ham and Yeah, I and then he's complete... Yeah, I can't even think of the word, but I can't <laughs> say it on here anyway. But that's what I mean. Stoke fans will get right behind you if you craft. And that's why I think the, the change in uh, James McLean as well, his attitude and everything, the fans are right behind him now. More than the other way. Well, he's definitely behind him now. We know why, but yeah. the thing is that we are a working class town and we like dogfighters. It's the reason why I never shunned players like Bojan and players like Shakiri because I felt they didn't put a shift in. No. And that's why they were in and out the side because they didn't work hard no, enough. No, but why, says? No real ability. You always go back to the Dean Whitehead. You, you love Dean Whitehead. Yeah, but look at the shift. When there's point. something strange in the neighbourhood, who are you going to call? Whitehead. He's going to kick you straight in the face, probably. He's dangerous. He's dangerous. But I tell you what, he worked. He grafted. Yeah, he did. He was a, he was a grafter. That's why I purely signed him. And, and yeah. when Sunderland said he, he wasn't good enough for the Premier League, Stoke were in here. We'll have him. Yeah. <laughs> and he had three years in the midfield. Yeah. We just we. That's what we are. And 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 the thing is. It's all well and good trying changes and be more continental, but the fans still want a team that can be one can be proud of and one, uh, two put one and one, one two, and one, but, <laughs> put the same amount of effort in is let's face it most of them fans do every week at work. It, it, it's a working class town and that's what we want. Te- the team that's going to work hard because the thing is we see games under Peelys and you go and oh, we lost two one, yeah but we really didn't deserve it. We weren't really hard in that game. Yeah, Two we'll, bad little we'll, mistakes and that's but it. We, we do like a tricky, skillful player as well. well everybody does, I mean, yeah. Ricardo Foley, let's be honest, was very lazy a lot of the time. But he put some magician-like football in now and again. Yeah, because, I mean, our mentality back then was quite funny because I always remember when Fuller in the prem. He was a bit of a luxury player, Fuller was. I think he was once described in the Sentinel as mesmerising. Just proved a little quality we did have at one point. Well, to be fair, he was the only one with any quality for a long time, really. Mesmerising. He was bloody mesmerising, he was. And that was the sort of thing. But that's the, that's what you just need an hard-working team with them, just a couple of that little Steve wasn't quality. a grafter, either. Yeah, but... He scored the goals though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get away with it. It's like I've said, certain players look lazy, but if they're scoring you the winner every week, it doesn't matter, does it? Oh, that's it, yeah. So, so right, we'll go into the players that have left now. Um, after seven years at Stoke, 
Julian Goyer's left. He's gone to EAS Open back over in Belgium. What's that in English? <laughs> I'm not saying it again. Gonna, I had to. You actually sounded like you said it in, in Belgium. <laughs> I've, I've not been open. <laughs> has he actually left for good then? Yeah, he's gone. Has yeah. he gone for good? Like Tate Rat said, he's gone for good. Uh-huh. I thought he was back for good. <laughs> no, this time he's gone for good. <laughs> that must have been on the B side. Um, yeah, well, he, he never really got a chance for getting run in the he, side. He never, he? he never lived up to his promise, did he? I mean, especially when Monaco said he was a £65 million way of playing. Didn't come in with it, though, did they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who said that? Don't say that. <laughs> To be honest, we saw promise of him. He was a very good young player. That, to be honest, he did do well on loan spells. So that's, that was his problem. The fact is, if he if he'd taken that grass up a loan spell, went there and shined and, shined and scored goals, he'd and, to come in. He'd come in and he would have made a name for himself at State. Yeah. The fact is, he went on that loan spell, and they were trying to cut it at January, which shows all of what he's about. At that level as well, that's the thing, isn't it? I, 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 it was, a good side grass up a loan spell. I know, but he's still not. It's not like... You're dodging the Swiss League. Now, we might have Swiss listeners. <laughs> I, ju- I just think sometimes you see the loan and you go, if you can't do well there, you maybe won't cut it to you. Yeah. That's the thing. He, he wasn't going to cut it. When he went on that loan spell, we knew he wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. Stoke. And like I say, I hope he goes somewhere. Because what he needs now, and I hope him well, because he's been at the club a long time, he, 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 he gives us a big thank you message to the fans and everything. So he goes with goodwill for me. I just want him to go there now and prove that he's a decent player yeah. by getting first-team football and start finally showing what yeah, he's about. He's just a good run on the side. The thing is, you see that when we've sent players down a division over here, Tariq, he went down a division and ripped it up. And why? Because he got a run in the team and I genuinely think when he went on that loan spell, he'd have played regardless. Well, he went to loan to Walsall, I think, as well. Mm. Where again he didn't impress and lost his place in the squad and was eventually bombed out. Yeah. So he's but certain players don't do well on loans. There's been quite a lot of players who don't do well on loan spells. Could be certain clubs though sometimes as well. It, it depends where they loan him because I can remember there was a story I listened on a podcast the other day about a, a player that was sent out on loan and he was a right back. And the manager said, Right, what you're the right wing. I'm not a right winger boss, you're on the right wing. And then Matt Chaffney goes, I told you I'm not a right wing. He goes, right, I know, you're a right back, son. I know, I know. We can't do it on the left wing. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? So uh, sometimes it is. It, yeah. it can be times where you, you just don't get that move that you need and yeah. want. And like I say, he, he, he loves the fans. He's been here a long time, settled in the area for seven years. Yeah. I, I do wish him well and I hope he goes on to finally show the world that, what he's about. He's back home in Belgium. Let's hope he does well. Could be settled there, couldn't he? Yeah. So, so now the, the worst news of the week is Mo Sanko, the most promising young player in England at the moment, according to stats, has finally gone. Yeah. And it's we, not to Real Madrid, not to Chelsea, not to Fenerbahce, not to Arsenal, not to Tottenham. Where's he gone? Stuttgart, my second day. <laughs> wow. Come on, the Stuttgart. Wow. <laughs> It's strange when you think all them top, top European clubs were sniffing around him. And I think he'll regret that. I think he's going to regret that. The thing is, Stoke, from what I gather, Stoke had offered him a deal this week. He offered him a five-year deal, yeah. yeah. So, he's had the opportunity to stay put, and he's not done it. I think people have got in his head, and it's got to the stage where it was too late to go back. I think, I think as well... I think the pr- promise has got in his head mm. and he's thought, oh, I might be in Real Madrid, oh, Chelsea, yeah, oh, Tottenham, Barcelona, oh, my yeah. God, PSG. And then when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of somebody signing him, the only offer was Stuttgart. And at that point, Stokes off on the table might have been moved as well. Do we know how many years he signed for Stuttgart? Uh, it's it's rumoured five years. See, if it had been two, I could have sort of gone, I know why he's gone. Because I think he was probably thinking, well, do I want to stay at Stoke for five years? If it had been a two-year deal... You've got to remember, he's only 16. Mm. I'd stay put me. Well, no, 15. He's still not yeah. six. I think he's not He's not far away from 16. The thing, is, the thing is, in England, because we get so much coverage of our football, players can have one good season and all of a sudden, off the Premier League are looking at them. Yeah. Even if you don't do very well, 
how many players have we seen move and they've gone you move way too early and you drop that down again well he won't, he, won't, he won't be playing first choice so he won't be playing football at Stuttgart so is he could get forgotten about in Germany I know it sounds stupid like to, to be fair they do produce talent better than us they, they do Germany yeah. do I mean they've now started to produce our talent to be honest oh yeah they've started <laughs> Sam Joe get him in big up from England so He's gone to Stuck, but it's Stuttgart that's just got uh, promoted out. We've just got promoted from the Bundesliga. It's like it is like moving to a cheaper version of Stoke, really, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I don't get like what with all the pro- like if he went to Chelsea, Tottenham, Real Madrid, Barcelona, I'd go fair play. Like that, yeah. I'd go fair play. He's yeah. going to get more money if he makes it. Dream move. It's it's he's yeah. got a chance of playing for one of the big European clubs. But Stuttgart, I know you've got it. You've got to watch it, mate, as well. You've got to look at. Is a young child watching football as we all have when we when we were kids. We love football. The big clubs you watch them on telly. They come up in for you at sixteen, talking to his mates and everything else. I'm going boss, right? And we'd be like, you'd be over the moon. Yeah, you'd be over the moon. Even Real Madrid, whatever. I mean, I know you have your own opinions on clubs as you get older, but you can sort of understand if it was there. But I'm going to Stuttgart, though. Where? <laughs> yeah, his dad would have said that when he went to Stoke. Yeah. I'm going to Stoke. Where? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a small bitter part of me that hopes he doesn't do well. And well, I mean, dad's dad's not in, not in his favourite book. So he goes, he goes, that young lad's gone. He goes, well, I hope he breaks his leg. <laughs> well, absolutely. But he says that with anyone. Yeah. Who ever leaves. He doesn't mean. Do you know what me? I really love. For a lad to come through that youth system, get into the first team and stay with us for a few years, because we just don't see it. Well, like Wilco or Dick. Yeah, yeah, for that longevity again, because we just haven't had one for a while. Well, Tom Edwards just kind of broke in, but then Tommy yeah, Smith's a better player. I mean, nice one for getting in and go, he's going to stay in. Do, do you know what I mean? For, There's for, rumours Tom, Tom, Tom Edwards might be going out on loan. I think he needs it. I think there's a few in that academy that do. I think last say Sorensen would, would do well on loan. Uh, Edwards would do well on the season out on loan. Yeah. The thing is, if O'Neill gets in what he wants to get in, I think a few of them will go out on loan. I think Valinda would do well on another loan, but abroad, go back to Belgium and... Or Spain or somewhere. Well, not Spain, I'm on loan in Spain. Because you'd only go to an average club, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. The fact is, if he went somewhere Belgium, like if he went back to Carl Ifkins and went play for Bruges, where he's from... Yeah, it might give him that confidence to get some confidence. And he knows him well, doesn't he, Carl? Yeah, because Carl brought him through when when we interviewed him. He did talk about the London quite highly. Yeah, and I think he knows his dad quite well as well. Yeah, he still talks to his dad. So it could be like an home for home for him, really. And 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 it's probably his home. home. It's just home. (laughs) It's not home home. home. (laughs) Not Callum. Not Stoke. Just just home. (laughs) Going home. Yeah, it could be a good a good place for him to go. I mean. What worries me is, like I said, I think I said it last week, is the injury is the similar one to, I think, what Michael Owen had, and I know it was a bad injury. Well, he, he did it two more times over into Owen, mm. um, which pretty much destroyed his career. I mean, hopefully he doesn't, but I think a loan spell would be good, especially Sorensen. I think Sorensen's desperate for that loan spell just to prove what he can do. Because you've got to think, if we're bringing McNair in, and Owen McAlby rumours or whatever... Yeah. They're going to be first choice, which means Lasse Sorensen becomes completely third. Surplus, and if we yeah. can't get rid of Jordan Cousins, then he becomes fourth choice old in midfield. Yeah. So his time, his chances of getting on the pitch are from zero to zero. Yeah. So the fact there's a loan spell would do him good. So when Obi McCall does it, he reach that age when he thinks retirement or a move back to another country or something. You've got that young player to then step in behind Paddy McNair, who will become the first choice. Yeah, I mean, it's, today's papers said that um, Lassie Sorensen and Josh Tarman might head out on loan. Well, if, that, if, if Josh Tarman goes out on loan, then we know Indy's team. Yeah. Because Indy will be cover for Morgan Fox. Yeah, the thing is, Tarman's still, for me, I know he played well at Forest, but we know for a fact he's not ready. He proved Tar- that Tar- Well, Tarman had that bad loan spell at MK Dons, so he, he needs a spell on loan like he did in Portugal, where he can impress and prove that he can cope in, this, in the English divisions. Because to be fair, apart from a short stint at Hull, he hasn't really impressed in England, apart from that match against Forest. He needs a loan spell in England where he can go out and play some proper football. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know sort of Tom Edwards has been criticised a little bit after the 
COVID when they come back, they're not being quite fit enough. But um, from what I gather today, that he's come back and he's lost a load of weight and he's ready and pressed. But he's going to be hard push to get to Tommy Smith. He's, like he's, he's going to be hard. I mean, he's, he's obviously going to be back up for Tommy Smith. But to be honest, apart from that first season with Nathan Jones towards the end, he hasn't impressed me since then. So last season, the time I saw of him, I, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, um, like I say, there's, there's a lot of rumours. I mean, just looking at this evening's report today, um, Kiefer Moore looks like it's off. Uh, Cardiff and Middlesbrough uh, front runners now. Um, which I didn't think he was going to come anyway, yeah. Kiefer Moore. I said that. I think I think the players that are going to come are that Arnand and that Stephen Fletcher. They're the ones that I think are going to come through the door. Yeah, I mean, from what I gather tonight, every man and his dog's knocking at Wigan's door to see who they can take off him. Um, it's because obviously they're just in crisis, aren't they, Wigan? Yeah, Wigan are just trying to get rid of as much as they can as quick as possible to get this this financial stuff off the back. Um, I think transfer is done, really. I think that's as much as we can discuss on it, really. We've had another departure today as well. Who else has gone? Jared Smith. He was the sports scientist who come in with Nathan Jones. Oh, from the technical, mm. technical role. Yeah, he come in with Nathan Jones. I'm surprised he's still here. Mm. I am. I'm quite surprised he stayed on. I mean, he's obviously going to join up at Luton into back with his old, yeah, old mate. Yeah, he's close friends with Nathan Jones, so it's always likely that. He I'm was surprised going. he stayed on. To yeah. be honest, I'm surprised he stayed on and not walked like all the rest of them did when Jones was sacked. But well, it's who's just going to come in now? Paul Walsh who works with O'Neill. Northern Ireland so it's his own, he's well he was, he was caretaker wasn't he of yeah. Northern Ireland while he's been gone but yeah. because there's been no international football because yeah he had been at Sunderland yeah so he's taken him from Sunderland so, so he's coming as technical director it, no it would be sports scientist oh sports scientist yeah. no idea what that means it, it's a bit it's pretty much like what is that a PT basically so it's about fitness diet Fatigue, rest days, all that sort of stuff, and it's about he's training the lads and it in a different way. Usually brought it in, didn't he? Allardyce and Bolton in the late nineties about training mentality and players, different ways of doing things, how much sleep you have per night and stuff like that. It's pretty much what me and you would do. Times the times where I stick each other, we won't sleep. I want a pie after the game. <laughs> <laughs> if I want a pie, I'll have one, mate. Mate, how day. We're also today. Uh, I think 13 years since we signed Brian Shaw. Super Ryan. So, which, let's face it, is a club legend. For a club like Stoke to have somebody who's been a long saver like that. Yeah. It's all made of, really. Yeah, first player to lead us in an FA Cup final. Well, at first, the only ever man, isn't he? He's the only yeah. ever man do it. He's the only ever man to That's get us first. past one stage of That's it. That's first ever, mate. <laughs> <That's laughs> he went, he's the only one, yeah, first ever. <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's like repeating me. <laughs> You're just talking silly. Uh, what was I saying now? Yeah, he's the first ever man gets past the stage in Europe as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's another one that we've mentioned him before. What's what's the deal? What's the deal? They're trying to try get him fit, aren't they? They're trying to get a fit. You're not going to give up on a player like Ryan Shawcross, who's been here 13 years and has probably been the one of the, well the best centre back in my lifetime. You're just not going to give up on him, are you? You're going to no. give him that chance to see if he can do it again. He's had a terrible injury, and I think he came back through, back way too early. Yeah, he should he should have just had the season just to get that leg right and get himself back in. From what I gather as well, now O'Neill's got his full backroom staff now at Stoke from Northern Ireland. So Andy Cousins as analyst, McKinley coming earlier this season with assistance. David Rouse is to work alongside Rory. I like how he's keeping Rory on. I know, it's like a little club mascot. <laughs> keep keep Rory Keep Rory on. <laughs> I like that, because I think you sometimes do have to put people in who, who maybe aren't your man, but are the club's man. Mm. I think sometimes it works. It was like, yeah. what was his name? Is it Ball? Steve Ball? Or something at Sunderland. He was just there all the time. Is it still at Liverpool? And it amazes me. I saw it the other day, um, John Aldridge. Still knocking about doing coaching. He only did, he only did one year at Liverpool. Yeah, yeah he's still there. Does <laughs> all the coaching like the unders and stuff, under eighteens and that. Still does knocking he's about. Still living off it, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
When he was there with the trophy. <laughs> yeah, the Champions League. Out of first, scored a lot of goals for Liverpool. Yeah, you just, they do. I think you do need people who know the club well or either, even are from the area as well. Mm. I think you think, well, he already isn't, says he, but, no. but he, is a, he is a club legend, isn't he, at the end of the day. I think um, I think that's it, to be honest. Have we, have we got anything else covered? Not so aware of, no. We probably missed something big. But anyway, thanks for listening. That's another podcast done. We still we'll be back with you next week. Hopefully, with three four new signings. Hopefully, McNair's done. Arnand, I'm not going to say second name. And probably Stephen Fletcher will be through the door. And we'll have a little bit of football discussed. Hopefully, because it's pre-season. No. Oh, Al Linfield. Linfield. We're having a bit of a tour in in Northern Ireland, no? So yeah, we, we should be able to talk about that as well. Going yeah. the match. Do us play rate now. We'll do play ratings on friends. Well, if we can get a satellite, try and get the game on. <laughs> I'm gutted because I wanted to go. Yeah. I was I was desperate to go that. Yeah. I would have gone. Yeah. And that's annoyed me a bit because I've always wanted to go Ireland. I've never been. And that would have been my, fate, my, my chance to have gone yeah. and watched Stoke there as well. It would have been great. But, of course, Covid likes to destroy everyone's dreams, don't it? So he's decided to destroy another one. So, like I say, thanks for listening. You know where we are. You know we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you like and, and follow us. Make sure you give us a good review if you need to. So thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.